Shalom, everyone, and welcome back to Jewish Meditation for Everyone, offered by the Institute for Jewish Spirituality. I'm Mark Margolius, Vice President of Faculty and Program at IJS, and this meditation is a previously recorded audio version of one of our ongoing daily meditations, which we offer live on Zoom and YouTube every weekday, Monday through Friday, from 12.30 to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can access these on demand anytime at the IJS YouTube channel. This episode features a teaching and meditation by Rabbi Daniel Raphael Silverstein of Applied Jewish Spirituality. It's one meditation in a series of four, which he offered on the IJS Daily Sit, on the Shema as a meditative practice. In a time of major conflict and rupture, Rabbi Daniel offers a timely teaching and meditation on discerning and experiencing a sense of the unity which underlies all being, the oneness which envelops and subsumes even the conflicts, polarization, and dichotomies we experience in the world. Let's uh, make ourselves comfortable for the set. Find a posture that works for you. Feel free to lift up the shoulders and let them drop or do anything else to let your body relax and to the practice. As we bring our attention inside, see if we can be welcoming and friendly to whatever we notice there. Maybe physical sensations, maybe emotions, maybe thoughts, whatever's going on, see if we can be compassionate, accepting. And find an anchor that works for you. This is a place that's like a home base for our attention throughout the practice. Maybe a safe place in your body or some other object that you use regularly. If you're not sure what to use, some folks like to use the feet, the backside, the elbows. Choose one and let your attention rest there. As always, our attention is bound sooner or later to wonder. That's completely fine. When it does, we just want to notice. And noticing is everything. And choose to bring it back to the anchor. We're finding that in the balance between ease and effort. 
trying to motivate ourselves, keep with the practice, trying to motivate ourselves, ideally from a place of real compassion. And I'm going to share my screen and share some beautiful readings about the first line of the Shema. If you want to keep your eyes closed and just keep practicing as you are, that's absolutely wonderful. And just listen from where you are. And if it's helpful for you to read along also, that's fine too. You can see the words on the screen. But either way, let's stay in the, in the mode of practice, in the mode of trying to stay and that flow and that focus. So this is from Rav Cook, the great mystic of the 20th century here, the land of Israel. He says, the affirmation of the unity of God, talking about the first line of the Shema when we say, Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, listen here, O Israel, the Lord, the eternal, our God, the eternal is one. The affirmation of that unity, this unity of God, aspires to reveal the unity in the world, in humankind, among nations, and in the entire content of existence, without any dichotomy between action and theory, between reason and the imagination. So when we say Shema Yisrael, we're, we're affirming and we're trying aspiring to reveal that unity that absolute oneness in every person in every being in every creation even between ideas even between things that we think may normally be opposed everything 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 is enveloped in that oneness he goes on even the dichotomies experienced will be unified through a higher enlightenment which recognizes their aspect of unity and compatibility. So even things which we experience as dichotomies, as duality, as separation, even those things, even polarization, and even conflict, we will experience them as being unified through a higher enlightenment, which, re which recognizes their inherent unity and their compatibility, the way they fit together. He goes on, in the content of human life. This is the entire basis of holiness. In the life of the spirit, it is the light of eternity in which the temporal and the eternal merge in one whole. It's a fascinating claim that Kedusha, holiness, which is such a key idea in Judaism, is actually based in oneness, that this unity this inherent unity of all things is actually how we can access kedusha how we can access holiness and when we access it he's saying through this moment this moment this moment each moment then we actually access eternity he's saying through that through the temporal we access the eternal he's saying merge in one whole and finally he says this is the most 
august thought among the great thoughts that the human's intellectual capacity can conceive. This is it, he says. This is the peak of human intellectual capacity. There's, there's nothing higher, there's nothing greater than this oneness and our realization of how important it is. Rav Cook is known to write poetically, and uh, it's, it's hard to understand in English and probably even harder in Hebrew. But uh, this, para- this passage from Rabbi Arya Kaplan in the classic book, Jewish Meditation, says something similar in language that's a little bit easier to grasp. So I brought it next. And this, this is the final thing I'm going to read. And then we'll enter silent practice after I give a little instruction. But this is hopefully going to bring some of what Rav Cook is saying down in a way that is uh, easier to assimilate for some of us. He says, here we are saying, he's talking about, again, the, the first line of the Shema, the Yechad, here we are saying that no matter how many different ways we experience the divine, they are all one and all have one source. We recognize that there is a basic oneness in the universe and beyond. And in our search for the transcendental, it is precisely this oneness that we are seeking. We see in God the most absolute unity imaginable, the oneness that unifies all creation. If there is no plurality, then we are also one with God. When saying the word one, echad, in the Shema, we can realize this in a deep sense. And finally, he points out, the Shema is placed between two loves, two loves, God's love for us and our love for God. Both of these loves suggest the unity to be found in the Shema. I'll just say a word of explanation. He's talking about how whenever we say the Shema in the traditional liturgy, the blessing before it is about God's love for us. And then the first word of the first paragraph after we say the Shema, the first line, and then the second line, which go together, the first word is Viyahavta, which is us committing ourselves to loving the, the Eternal One, to loving God. So the Shema, this unity and this oneness is always enveloped in love, is always surrounded by love. So we have our anchor. And if you uh, if you came away from your anchor to listen, to read, I invite you to f- refine your anchor. And our intention for the rest of the sit, which will be in silence, I'm going to suggest is to bring what we just experienced, what we just received from those readings about the unity and about the loving nature of that unity. And to bring an awareness to everything we experience throughout the sit, that is part of that unity. To see if we can bring that awareness to whatever sensation, emotion, thought, whatever else we experience.
as always, we'll come back to our anchor whenever we need to and begin again when we feel it's right. I'll sit now in silence.
most gradually bring this round of practice to a close. Thank you very much, everyone, for your practice. I hand it back to Rabbi Mark. Friends, we hope you found today's practice meaningful and supportive. If you like this series, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and please give us a five-star review. Also, check out jewishspirituality.org, where you can explore IJS's other free resources, courses, and programs to develop and deepen your Jewish mindfulness practice wherever you are on your journey. Please join us again soon. Thanks and blessings to you from all of us at the Institute for Jewish Spirituality.